0: You take a sip of the best part of waking up Folgers coffee nothing says morning like Folgers wow you can really taste the uh, aromatic flavors that came from my Mr. Coffee coffee maker Mr. Coffee why not why are you saying this <laughs> we have to go back hello everyone and welcome back to the flashback Flix retro movie podcast i'm ricky i'm grayson and today we are reviewing the 1998 film the truman show it's gonna make you paranoid oh man you are not joking uh man what a movie so this was the first time I i saw this movie and uh it was so interesting to watch like Ah, man, so much great history, but I'll get into that later. Before we go further, I want to encourage you guys to uh, leave a review of what you think of this podcast so far. We really want to uh, encourage you to do that because it really helps other people uh, watch with their ears. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it helps us, like, kind of rank up in the news, new and noteworthy thing. So it helps other people to find the podcast. So thank you for doing so. And uh, we appreciate you, Truman Showvillians, for doing it. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So, let's go into the history of this film. This movie came out in 1998, um, and it was uh, Jim Carrey's, um, I guess, uh, Jim Carrey did a series of films, like, basically within a year of each other uh, in the 90s. He did um, Ace Ventura. He did The Mask. He did Liar Liar. And then The Truman Show was the next movie that came out. In fact, um, when they booked Jim Carrey, um, he was busy with Liar Liar. So the movie was actually put off for a year. They waited a year Hmm. so that they could do the movie. But the, the script was originally written in 1991 by... Um, Andrew Nickel uh, of Gattaca fame, uh, the same guy who wrote Gattaca with um, Mr. Actorface. Um, Jude Law? No. Is it Jude Law? Yes, it is. Yes, Jude yep. Law. Um, and he wrote that script in 1991, and it was originally called The Malcolm Show, and it was way darker. The Malcolm Show. <laughs> yeah. And so then they said, you know what? Shelve the title. We'll just put it right next to Fox's network so that they can create malcolm in the middle um hmm. that last part was not factual uh but it was originally uh, going to be called the malcolm show and it was going to be way darker and it was going to star gary oldman oh that guy is a chameleon <laughs> i think that he was the only other person really considered for the role early on in the process excuse me when decided to get jim carrey um he was willing to take a pay cut of the project. Jim Carrey's usual bill at that time was $20 million for a movie because he was on top of the world and he's Jim Carrey. He can just name it. Um, also, he probably felt bad for making them wait a year, uh, but he took a pay cut of $12 million, which, you know, you have to make sacrifices for your art. Uh, and then, um, but during that year when they were off, they worked on just building out this world, which shows definitely. So they went through like fourteen drafts of the script. Uh but Andrew Nickel, the writer and the director Peter uh, Weir. Yeah, thank you. Peter Weir. They worked together on building um a ten page backstory for mm-hmm. the um the the director character. What's his oh. name Kristoff. Yeah, Kristoff, for Kristoff's character. And so like, they built this whole world. In fact, you can actually find this online. We'll leave this in the show notes, and it'll be on our Twitter, uh, at FlashbackFlix. They actually made a 30-minute documentary or mockumentary about the characters inside the world of Truman Show on why they love the Truman Show. And it's everyone in character... Talking about the show as it
1: is a show. Now, is that part of, like, the first couple images of the movie are mm -hmm. interviews in a documentary style. Is that taken from that? Yes. Yeah, some of that was actually used in the movie. And it first aired as a promo
0: piece for Nick at Night. So there's some of that for you. And here's the other thing about the first draft of the uh, script. It was originally supposed to be an 18-year-old instead of, like, a 30-year-old Truman.
1: I like that it's 30 years old because yeah. then it kind of has that feel of like Doctor Who as well, where you have the older generation fans and then you have the people who are recently becoming fans and they're sharing lore and looking back and talking about, oh, well, you can watch this in the Greatest Hits episodes. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, having having uh, 30 years as opposed to 18, I think lends itself to a lot more. Yeah. I didn't realize it went through 14 different revisions on the script. Yeah. Uh, and also, Sam Raimi was considered to direct. Really? And you know that guy loves to make movies with crazy <laughs> amounts of revisions on scripts, as we saw from Darkman.
0: Oh, man. Speaking of Darkman, if you Don't. ever want <laughs> If you want to hit movies starring Liam Neeson... Get yourself on the cult classic hit Darkman available on Blu-ray and DVD and VHSs wherever VHSs are sold which is
1: 1998.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um another cool thing about the um with that year that they took to like build up the world is that they basically have this in-depth backstory uh for Kristoff which was when They originally pitched the idea, because in the movie, they say, this is the first time a corporation has ever adopted a child. At first, it was supposed to be a year-long project, almost in the vein of um, boyhood. It, It was supposed to be like a baby product thing. Like, hey, look at this baby. Sell baby products. Look at this mother. And then the second year, they introduced the dad. And so then they brought on, like, they just started to continue to build the world. I think at the age of three, and the backstory was that... They said, "Hey, here's the long con." They said, "From the womb to the tomb, we're gonna see Truman."
1: <laughs> is that a phrase they use? Womb to tomb?
0: It is. Oh. <laughs> Peter, Weir, That that was his phrasing. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's kind of the backstory of the movie. Um, it released June 5th, 1998. Uh, opening weekend, it made 31 million uh, worldwide. By October, it made $125 million. Uh, It did very well. And it's one of um, Andrew Nichols, um, another one of his concept movies. And uh, concept movies are the kinds of movies where you have a big premise on a small scale with very human people. And um, that's kind of like Gattaca. Like, what if you could choose the genetics of, like your child and like what if you could like genetically decide what your child is going to be and this one's just like well what if we were recorded like all the time and this actually predates survivor so this whole movie predates like reality tv like reality tv was not even a category of television at the point in time when this movie was released wow yeah so that's crazy like two years later survivor premiered
1: and then Richard Hatch is walking around naked, <laughs> making people uncomfortable. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> yeah, that that's interesting to think about in, in retrospect. Yeah. Because, because it's so commonplace now. Like reality TV, vlogging. Well that's that's the thing, is this this would actually be the opposite of what reality TV is now, because reality TV now is people wanting that attention and mm-hmm. craving to be at the center, whereas Truman doesn't even know he's at the center, nor does he want to be mm-hmm. at the center. A lot of what he does is sneaking around. Right. Um, to play into that voyeurism element of it. Yeah. Because if he was like, yeah, everybody look at me. I don't think it'd be nearly as fun to watch for the, the people in the movie watching.
0: Right. Well. Other studios would disagree with you, Grayson, because at the time of this movie, another movie came out starring Matthew McConaughey, Ellen DeGeneres, and um, Henry. Wait, what's his name? What is his name? Oh, you're talking about. Zombie. I'm talking. The movie is Ed TV. Yeah, you're talking about Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, EdTV. Henry? Oh, who am I thinking of? I don't
1: know. Henry Cavill. Wait, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. You're talking about True Detective season one. <laughs> oh, there it goes. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so they were in the movie at TV where Ellen
0: DeGeneres is a t- TV exec, and they said, "We're going to find one kid and make a like follow him around with cameras," and it was like a reality TV show about him. Uh, and he's like, "Sure, I'm, I'm fine with it." And then it's just like a quirky comedy about. Who gets
1: a say in what your real life is about? Uh, so, but I think if you're thinking you know, of deep contemplative movies, Truman Show probably right. ranks <laughs> higher <laughs> right. than yeah. TV. Yeah, right.
0: it, th- 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 yeah. Well, that's
1: <laughs> uh, that sound represents it's time in our show for Ricky to take a call. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. What's that? Pizza Hut. You have a new deep
0: dish special for only five dollars? That's amazing. Just in time for Captain America's Civil War? Huh. I know what size I, what side I'm choosing. Flavor. Mm. So So sorry you guys have to hear that.
1: That's pizza always calling me. Uh it's time to dish out some justice. Ah! With the Captain America Civil <laughs> War Pizza Promotion.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes but yeah but i was I brought that up just because that's like the main difference is like with Truman not knowing about it, it becomes more of a thoughtful um almost indie style film whereas a t v is just like a romantic comedy about this wacky everyman and uh yeah i I think that's the main difference in. The approach that they went with uh, the movie. But yeah, so that is the history of The Truman Show. Um We'll give you a brief synopsis right after a word from our sponsors. Oh, we don't have any sponsors? Not a one. So. Oh. <laughs> it's, a shame. it's a shame. Yeah, so The Truman Show is about Truman Burbank, and he doesn't know that his life... Has been a massive TV set, and it's all run by executive producer Kristoff, played by Ed Harris, who orchestrates the Truman Show—a live broadcast of Truman's every move, captured by hidden cameras. Kristoff tries to control Truman's mind, even removing his true love, Sylvia, played by Natasha Ekelman, a- spelled spelled like it sounds, spelled exactly like it sounds, just like uh, that, from the show, and replacing her with Meryl, played by played by Laura Linney, and as Truman gradually discovers the truth, he must decide whether to
1: act on it or to stay in the world that has been fabricated for him. It's a, lo- a lovely synopsis. Thank you. And he, his best friend is also Marlon. Yeah. Played by Noah Emmerich. Yeah, where is he from? Everything. That's Noah right. Noah <laughs> Emmerich is just... You, you know him from everything uh let's see he's in the americans uh pretty consistently uh oh. for anyone who made it to the season one finale of the walking dead he was in two episodes
0: oh he was a super eight too mm-hmm. that's right i
1: knew he looked very familiar super eight yeah he's been in a bunch of stuff he's one of those quintessential that guy mm-hmm. uh kind of actors but he's really good he was officer pete
0: breslin in law and order svu i think that's where i remember him from
1: but really who hasn't had a law and order svu episode (laughs) i mean i know i have i know you have uh, yeah uh no we haven't oh i have oh have you
0: yeah oh yeah i was in that one episode with ice cube (laughs) sorry that narrows it down uh, oh, yeah. No, there's only one episode with Ice Cube. There's several with Ice Tea. Um, <laughs> oh. Speaking uh.
1: of Ice Cube, sponsor, have you tried ice lately? Get some water, put it in the freezer. You got an Ice Cube. Oh, man. I've always been wondering, like, man, water, why are you so liquidy? Like, if there's only a, a, a solid version of you. And for a nice twist on ice and water, you. Heat it up, becomes a gas. Steam. Enjoy it in your face. Nice. I like it. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to go
0: into um, our reactions of the movie uh, where we share the things that we liked and things that we noticed, Just our general thoughts and observation of the movie.
1: I really enjoy the metaphorical uh, nature of the movie. How it it really does make you question a lot of stuff about authenticity between the way that people interact like at what what point is truman not authentic because his circumstances are so controlled um and they they keep maintaining like no truman is authentic he is authentically reacting Mm -hmm. um and so like, even the way that the names of the characters like i'm so glad it wasn't the malcolm show like we said like it's truman because he's the true man Uh, In that world, it's Mm -hmm. Christoph uh, just playing on like the Christ element, like that God relationship that he has
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: as Christoph is based in the giant lunar office that they have. So um, there are a lot of like religious ties to it. Um, There are specific actual specific like biblical texts that they use, which I think is really interesting, especially in the the final moments where... um, where Truman is, is on the steps about to um, having to make the decision as to whether or not he leaves uh, his world. Um, and so I just think there are, are a lot of really interesting uh, dynamics that are set up and uh, moral questions that are posed. Uh, so I, we we're looking through some of the, the ways that this movie has been applied to other like, studies And they actually study the relationship of Truman and his wife as is Laurel Linney's character of of Meryl guilty of prostitution, essentially, because she is like sleeping with Truman in exchange for money. I was like, is that pornography as well? And so, um, yeah, just a lot of really interesting questions where if this were true, what would be the debate around it? Yeah, because uh, yeah. like they
0: uh, one of the big things they were going for. He's like, we will have the first on air conception happen. I'm just like, uh, is this like, like, how is this in the plan for sweeps? <laughs> yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, th- yeah, because they even talk about uh, whenever they bring the dad back, that it's going to be really great for sweeps. Mm-hmm. It's it still exists in the world of television.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I I thought it was really interesting how. The movie still holds up, just timeline wise. Like it, and in, in the production of it, they went with uh, a lot of the Norman Rockwell like traditional family sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner with all these like catalog type families being portrayed, and it felt almost like a like a Pleasantville mm-hmm. type world that they were building around him. So it didn't feel like it was too out of the date with um with some of the TVs or anything like that because it felt like it was almost like a pocketed throwback in time type of world. Like even the way he was dressing didn't even seem like it was like nineties clothes. It was like he was wearing almost like fifties or sixties
1: kind of clothing. Right. And the the push mower element right. uh, to it. And yeah, a lot of it did feel very Uh, retro like the nurses uniforms i think are the probably the biggest tip off Mm -hmm. um there are actually like he has a a nice car with with systems in it and things like that but still like the amount of bikes that exist here um -hmm. also make it feel like oh this is maybe like older an older period of time but there is a, a something i didn't recognize from watching it before there's like a radio at one point that looks like it's from the future hmm do you see it it's like a spherical golden radio yes that, yeah he, like, oh okay yeah that Truman
0: is like tinkering with I'm like wait where? what Disneyland so, exhibit did he steal that from
1: yeah so, so it kind of gives it that feel that it doesn't exist in one specific time Um, even though in the notes it does address that uh, this is meant to be set in 1995 mm. just for the world in which they they are viewing it, um, but yeah, the the world that Truman is supposed to live in kind of exists out of time and has some of the best parts of uh, different time periods. Yeah, I mean,
0: I was just, I mean, I was just thoroughly entertained by it. Like, it just seeing him slowly figure it out and seeing how the other characters responded to him. Like when I I just liked how just small things were slowly giving everything away like before his dad re-empered or re-enters the the picture
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um how they're just small things like the rain only fall just only raining on him and he moves or when the the big light falls down um like those very small things he's like "Huh, that's weird he just thinks nothing of it (laughs) I, i just like how it slowly unravels Um, And those small little hints like the elevator not actually working and like having all these just union actors in the background just in this (laughs) break room. I'm just I I just I loved, loved all the just the idea that everyone in that town is a background actor doing something to just fill the world and that they only do to what you need to see (laughs) I think the elevator bit was just my absolute favorite thing where <laughs> she stands in the elevator. There's nothing
1: behind her. And she's like, uh. <laughs> well, I, I love the face of the, the person. Yeah. She's the one that walks in. She's like, just pretend you're on an elevator. and <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. Uh, yeah. Cause he has a very strict routine. And once he decides to break away from that, it can't compensate. I think it's also interesting that in the first act, we have all these mess ups, like you mentioned the rain and the light, Um, And by the time we actually get to see the control panel with Paul Giamatti, Mm -hmm. like we're familiar with some of the stuff they have to deal with and cover up, but then we also see how they can be so complacent because they've been doing this for so long. Mm -hmm. And uh, he makes a reference that he's actually training somebody, Um, like the guy with the pizza, he's training him up. And so... Uh, it would make sense that some of these uh, mistakes are starting to be made because uh, there are, there's like a new guard that's coming into it from a production standpoint. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, the setups are really nice in this movie um, and different elements are explored uh, throughout each act. So I think it makes it a really nice progression rather than just having a ton of exposition about how the show was made up front. I think less... Less skilled writers would probably put that whole um, like interview portion with Christoph at the very beginning. Yep. And then you'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, there's no real mystery to this show anymore. Right. Um, it's much more fun to discover it with Truman. It really is like uh, when he
0: starts realizing uh, the world around him, He's like responding to him. He's like, I'm like, someone help me. I'm being spontaneous. Like (laughs) when he starts doing things like that, it's just, it's amazing to see like how orchestrated, like how many different protocols they have in place and they have people on standby ready to go. Like it just, it's, it's amazing. And I think that for them to have him escape the way he did And how he was just trying to do these different things and how they were trying to um, keep him where he was. Like, the whole, like, I want to be an explorer. He's just like, ah, everything's been discovered already. (laughs) Worst teacher ever. (laughs) (laughs) Or um, even (laughs) with. And then they're like, hmm, how can we get him to not want to venture out in the water? Oh, I know. We'll kill his father off. Like. Like goodness like these people are just ruthless like but like but it's all for the story but with a real person
1: yeah and it's interesting too about this is truman's complete life that was crafted from some from just the like the mind of christoph but christoph really does sacrifice his own life Mm -hmm. to make this happen which is why i'm glad you see him In the uh, in the bathrobes, and you realize, like, oh, he basically lives in the moon, Mm -hmm. um, and can't have a life away from the show. Right. Um, So there's a little bit of that self sacrifice there, even though Kristoff is a pretty twisted individual for the most part. Speaking of twisted
0: individuals, if you're looking for a new twist on an old classic, Seven Up Cherry. It is just exactly the refreshment that you're looking for, and it is
1: great. I think my fruit and my soda should remain separate. (laughs) I've always believed that. It's just the way
0: I was raised. Speaking of raised, if you want some organically raised chicken, look no further than that poster in the back of the scene of the opening scene of Truman Show. It was just like farm fresh eggs. Yeah. Kaiser chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So one of the. um, Actually, let's go ahead and switch segments. We're going to now flawlessly transition to our uh, next segment, which is headcanon, where we share with you um, our unique ideas and observations um, made from the story that we see in the movie. And we're going to come up with ideas like that and it sounds so weird because I don't have my typical copy right in front of me but yes unique ideas and observations from things that we've seen in the movie one of the things that I like to like like I said before the extras in the background were one of my favorite things to see and just think about them operating and I was talking with my wife and I was like I think all of these extras They live on the town, but they are also fully paid actors, like everyone. Mm. Yeah. And one of the backgrounds, like because of the whole background that um, they spent creating for these um, actors who are acting in the world uh, of Truman. I think that for me, my headcanon is that everyone on the island gets like some kind of like per diem. Um, Like, hey, listen, they actually function in the town. Um, It's almost like Dharma initiative type thing with um, with like food and supplies are provided for them. And in addition to that, they get some portion of money. But like once they decide to build out that town, I, I think that they are actually like a fully functioning town there. Like, I know that they have the facade of, like, oh, the elevators don't work or anything like that. And they have certain actors who are, like, around Truman. And I think that they might be, like, the second unit or something like that. But I think that outside of that, that the town is actually a functioning town where people are, like, actual, like, maintenance repair people. Even though the bus driver is just like, I'm just, I'm used to buses. Or, (laughs) like, oh, they can't ride the trolley because... They're actors. Um, I think that there is a certain, there's an acting unit that's just around Truman, and then there's actually the
1: whole functioning of the
0: town unit.
1: Yeah, well, Laura Linney's character says in that initial interview, like, that is her life. Mm -hmm. um, That basically she is living, like, her house is inside the set of the Truman Show. So when she got removed from the show, she had to go find a new house. Mm Mm-hmm. Like basically, she had to start a whole life completely over, Um, because unlike unlike some of the other characters, where they go on the road for a month and they get all these breaks, like she really didn't get much of a break. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, same with the um, you know his best friend.
0: He um, in an interview, I think it was like um, the movie was released that they did this interview, but um, Noah. Uh, Emmerich who played Marlon he talked about how you know he was best friends with Truman like just with his whole character background he was like well you know this kid was best friends with Truman and you have to imagine like some kind of like um like stage mom who's like pressured him into like hey you you're gonna be in this thing and Mm -hmm. he just actually does start to develop this friendship with uh with Truman and so I think like they kind of showed, I think, in a couple of deleted scenes that, you know, they were actually good friends. And He actually does care for Truman a lot. Yeah. And it's so interesting to just think, like, wow, like these people, like, for years, for like 20 something years, were keeping up this, this facade.
1: Yeah, I'm actually aside from Truman himself, the most interested in Noah Emmerich's character of Marlon. Yeah, because I think you're right. I think he was really close friends with Truman, and that's that's evident in when they're sitting on the the edge of the highway there, mm-hmm. and it's the whole talk about the last thing I would do is lie to you. Yeah. Um, when Kristoff is feeding him those lines, and we start to transition more into what behind the scenes looks like. Marlon is not repeating those lines verbatim Mm -hmm. he he makes them his own um because he knows how how it's supposed to sound when he talks to truman um and i think that comes from a very real place on Marlon's part oh totally
0: and i thought it was just super cool to see like even his parents like his parents (laughs) were like actors like the dad like when the dad came back i was like oh wow because i was when i first watched it i wasn't thinking oh everyone's an actor i was thinking oh no like his dad came back because the dad's trying to tell him oh son you're in a tv show and we signed up for this but then they gave the whole oh no we are um like your whole life is fabricated i'm like oh so dad came back because he wanted to be in the show (laughs) like that's That's crazy. And then, oh man, how they how they basically like FBI, like Super Secret Service, just like took people out. Like when he like shoved
1: them into the bus and just drove off. I'm like, oh my goodness, like this this is insane. I'm a little surprised Kristoff didn't just have the bus hit him. (laughs) Seems like it would have been in character. Yeah. It's like,
0: oh no. His dad died again.
1: Yeah. This you know, time for like, good. They sign a clause whenever they initially are cast members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, um, I think
0: the thing I wasn't expecting besides the whole, like everyone being in on it was just how much control they had over. It. And they said, what time is it? It's like, Oh, it's too early for that. Bring in the sun. And he just like
1: <laughs> shunned the light where you really start to see the god complex. Oh yeah. really really come through. Yeah. Yeah. My head canon is that the uh the five other babies that they refer to being possib- possible uh. people to be in it, um they went with Truman, but I think the five other babies still exist and grow up in the in Truman's world. Um hmm. and they they also are possibly unaware that this is a tv show so that if truman were to have passed away at like age five from some traumatic thing Mm -hmm. um they could have gone back and pulled together like recap footage being like meanwhile while truman was doing this and then caught people up so that there was a redundancy plan um and that there are actually a couple of like truman's not the only one basically yeah um but they had to put all their eggs in Truman's basket essentially so that they um could cover him in the way that they wanted to do the show but yeah they just would have basically created a spin-off mm-hmm. b- but that content had to be made in the moment oh yeah yeah
0: yeah that that's actually really interesting like i could even see like once the truman show ends cuz like the at the end of the movie, he says his catchphrase. I love the way they ended it. He just said, "Well, kids, gonna see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night." <laughs> Bowed and exited, and that's it. You no, know, we yeah. end with Scully saying, oh, what else is on TV?" <laughs> I like that, you call him Scully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it ends with him, and then that like that is it. I would think that once that show is over, they still have this world and i think what they would do is they would make a spin-off series with the neighbor's daughter the neighbor's daughter so remember oh, where he oh, says yeah, that whole, from across the way yes, yeah who he says that to cuz she already knows the catchphrase that whole family mm-hmm. is already there and so i would just like i would just rebrand the show and say this is the nancy show yeah, and then I like that. Yeah, so that I, that's because you have this whole world, and you have all this money that goes into the show. Because here's the other thing: in order to have this whole town functioning, they have to have a stupid amount of money. Like for thirty years, they have had, in theory, more rate like higher ratings than the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. over the course of like consistently like 30 years like friends couldn't do that cheers couldn't do that like it's been going on longer than all of those shows and like they just have to have a ton of money and despite i'm just thinking like that they can just name their price they say i'm just gonna write down a number um until i get tired and that's how much you're gonna pay me (laughs) To feature your product.
1: Yeah, there's so many product placement moments in it that it starts to get a little tedious, even just watching it. But, like, intentionally so from our perspective. Mm -hmm. um, And the fact that you can buy anything that you see, uh, from the clothes to the kitchenware to the houses themselves. Like, yeah, they are selling houses that are based on on the, the world of Truman, so... It's uh, yeah, it makes sense that they would be able to amass so much capital. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think the the quickest way to amass capital is to play the family-friendly game of Monopoly. Who doesn't love a game of Monopoly? It, it Your family is your your family doesn't right. love you, it. You you lose a lot of friends playing Monopoly. You, you uh, think you love it. <laughs> you think you think you know a person play Monopoly. By Milton Bradley. So Now we're gonna move on (laughs) to um, recast and remake, where we talk about um, if this movie were to be remade today, or if we were to recast the movie, who would we recast, and who, or like, what would be the story for the remake? Hear me out, Grayson. All right, the Truman Show, same premise, except it we we replace Truman with like a female lead and just follow her family. And we keep up with her in a way, um, and I would call
1: it keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, oh, gotcha! <laughs> Ugh. And you had your joke voice on. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's see. that's what I do. Well, well, I'm <laughs> go ahead. Oh man, I'm gonna keep mine real simple. I'm gonna uh, recast Truman with Chris Pratt. Uh, oh, for the, nice! For the same reason that this movie served as a um a helpful transition as uh Jim Carrey started doing more dramatic roles, mm-hmm. um and I think Chris Pratt is at that point where he's starting to do that as well, mm-hmm. um as he he kind of dances back and forth between comedy, action, action comedy, and then westerns. Uh, I, Westerns, yeah. And then and then moving more into drama. Uh so yeah, I think Chris Pratt would do a really nice job, especially him figuring out that the world is fake. Like that that 30 minute mark mm-hmm. when Truman holds up his hand to stop the bus. I mean, we already know Chris Pratt can do that with raptors. <laughs> so he's he's got You're the right. motion down, yeah. Um and then for the Kristoff role it'd be Brian Cranston. Nice. Uh, I think he would do a really nice job there. That's good.
0: See, for if I were to recast the Christoph role, it would be Christoph Waltz because he's already he's already there. He's already there. Um, but I would actually go with the first version of it. Um, not calling the Malcolm Show, but having it aged down. I think um, having it be an eighteen-year-old, I think, would be. Um, an interesting show, and I think um, Jesse Eisenberg could—he um, can could still play young, right? Right? Um, and they can do amazing things with makeup. <laughs> Who's like a younger actor who could? Oh, like that—the that kid from uh, Maze Runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, old... speaking of Maze Runner, um, no one makes. Popcorn, quite like Orville Redenbacher. It's it's the best kind of maize.
1: Corn. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was wondering what the connection was. Uh, Dylan O'Brien. So Dylan O'Brien just keeps getting cast in stuff where he's in a confined place and can't get out. Sure does. Yeah. He's constantly being watched. Yep. Dylan O'Brien
0: um, or... Season one Luke for Modern Family. There we go. It's been a while. <laughs> uh oh, you know actually, you know who I would actually love to see?
1: Jaden Smith. Who is Aiden Smith and what does he do? No, Jaden. Oh, Jaden Smith. <laughs> yeah, uh Will Smith Same question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like uh I would love to see that, but also to see, um, like Will Smith be- play his father, um, just because I want them to be in
1: a father-son movie together. But what if Jaden Smith was that? Well, they were. They were in uh, *Pursuit of Happiness*. I want to see it again. And *After Earth* again. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <Three-peat>. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you could have Jaden be uh, Truman, and then Will Smith be Kristoff.
0: Ooh, I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. I just like Will Smith and, and Jaden Smith. He still has a very young face. So I think he could do like the whole 18, um, big 18. And I think it could be more. I mean, I, I know in this movie, he, Christoph had like a very fatherly approach to it. He's like, listen, I created this world for you and I kept you safe and it's better here than out there. But I, I would have liked to see it um, be – I would have liked to see him falling in love with someone else and then have him, like, make judgments and, like, see him get more attached. Like, no, she's horrible for him. Look at her. She does this. She does this. And he's like, no, He's he he can make his own decisions now.
1: Let him go off rails. And then that hmm. whole thing. Yeah, that's interesting. The father figure element of it too, because I think that probably played into why it was so easy for Christoph to kill off Truman's dad. Yeah, in the show, because he's like, well, he saw him as psychologically competition. Hmm. Uh, he's like, I don't, I don't want that father influence in his life anymore. Like, I want to be the influence. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's really funny that the uh, the extra that played Sylvia slash Lauren's dad that came and got her on the beach. He's like, we're moving. We're moving to Fiji. <laughs> like he, he probably improvised that line. Yeah, yeah. And it totally consumed Truman's life. Fiji. We're going to Fiji. And I just picture every time Truman says that to like Marlon or Meryl, they're like, Oh man, leap in Fiji <laughs> again. Like that's not so that's not anything.
0: Uh yeah. The 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 improv. I just love my favorite thing was uh when he's like, Is there anything you can do? I'm sorry, not getting anyone no one can get through. Well, thank you, officer. Sure thing, Truman. And he just (laughs) walks off. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for throwing that live grenade, (laughs)
1: officer. Go lightly.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that was great. I I would love to see a noises off version of the Truman show.
1: Mm, See the backstage of everything.
0: Yeah, where we just see the actors just like a day in the life of the actors who are putting on the facade of a Truman show. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Call it Showman True. I feel really good about we'll, that.
1: We'll, we'll workshop the title. <laughs>
0: nope, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> First draft. <laughs> Speaking... of the
1: other 13 drafts.
0: <laughs> Speaking of titles, uh, we'll do a quick lightning round for second take titles. Grayson. What would you alternatively title this
1: movie? Go. Totally forgot this was a segment in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to pause for a second to to think.
0: Well, I, here, here's what I would go with. Cool. I would call it
1: the real world. No, that's taken. <laughs> Well, you know what I do? because of the show's creator, uh, and how uh, Christoph really does orchestrate everything in a very tight manner, and uh, the, just the, like the scoring and the music of it is so integral uh, to what is happening in Truman's life as these characters sync up. Uh, I, I it's like a dance almost. Mm-hmm. So I would call this the uh, the Christoph Waltz.
0: Yeah, you did it.
1: You did it. <laughs> it was a long journey. I have so many people to thank.
0: <laughs> That's really good. I um it just reminded me of um you remember the cartoon show Bobby's World? Oh yeah. Yeah, with um oh, Who Wants to be a Million Nope. W want to make a deal Dealer Deal or no deal? Deal or no deal. Um uh, it would be I just call it like Truman's World or something like that. Like Oh yeah. Truman's World or yeah bobby's under, world under
1: under the dome
0: oh that's good
1: biodome
0: because <laughs> it's a biography about his life i got there biodome here it goes
1: one last alternate title life truman action Ooh, i like it let that sink in light okay okay i let it sink in enough no, it's just <laughs> starting to get stale
0: uh, okay, now we're going to go ahead and uh, give our reasons to recommend this
1: movie. Grayson, why would you recommend The Truman Show? It's a great transition film for Jim Carrey, uh, and he's able to show a ton of range in it. Uh, some very emotional pieces, but then some also very characteristic early Jim Carrey moments, like when he's driving the car and basically losing his mind about Mardi Gras and all <laughs> the things they're going to do. Like, It feels like... Early Jim Carrey, um, and you you really do see a lot of the seeds for other Jim Carrey movies in this film. Like when he's running on the beach with with Sylvia, I was like, oh my gosh, this could be straight out of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think the Truman Show really is a, a highlight of some of the greatest uh, performance pieces of Jim Carrey. Absolutely, yeah. I'll add on like it is such
0: a fun movie to watch uh, especially in like now like in 2016 with how prevalent social media is and how prevalent um reality tv is it's 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 interesting to see what a world like Truman would look like because I feel like to some degree I don't know if you feel like this but like when it comes to, like, posting on social media or, like, what I do share about my life, like, I I have in my mind, like, oh, other people are watching me. Like, other people are listening to my ideas or, like, watching for what I say. And it's just, like, it almost does feel like there is some kind of performance that you put on in your life when you, mm-hmm. you are sharing things. Like, I'm having such a great I am right now um it's like it's like this like you want to kind of create your own illusion for how people see you yeah. um
1: every day of my life is so interesting
0: <laughs> exactly and so um I, I I think it's interesting to see like, you take it back and look at this guy who's just living his life, and everyone is just captivated by it um, because it's just him being authentically himself. And people, like the movie opens up with him saying, "People got tired of seeing actors perform. We just want to see someone live their life." And I think that's an interesting message, um, and also um, a really cool way to have it be uh, unfolded about like how much control do you? want over your life like do you want like even if you had the perfect world you feel like like Truman does kind of have like the ideal like an ideal situation but mm-hmm. you know he's still does, he's still a human he's still a person he still has desires for more and it, it's a cool it's a cool second coming of age story um mm-hmm. like a growing up kind of coming of age story where he does venture out like he goes to great lengths it reminded me a lot of Joe versus the Volcano honestly Oh, Uh, just with like, he has like this point in his life where he's like willing, he's being pushed to his limits to pursue what he wants to pursue, which is his own choice of the life that he lives. And so that's why I recommend the movie. It's fun. It's great, Jim Carrey. And if you if you if you're not paranoid about your life, this
1: movie will fix that. It'll fix it up real good. Uh, I saw this in 98 and as a little kid it was too much to take oh no It's it's like what if uh, I don't know I'm only 10 years old I'm still forming opinions about the world
0: uh yes all right, so that about does it for our review of The Truman Show. Let us know what you thought of The Truman Show on Twitter. We are at FlashbackFlix. And let us know what you thought of our review on iTunes and Stitcher. Search Flashback FlashbackFlix Retro Movie Podcast and click on the podcast. Then leave a review. And then you'll let everyone know that, that what you think of us. It'll be as authentic as The Truman Show. Because... We're watching. They're watching. I made it weird. I'm sorry. And be sure to tune in next time where
1: we reunite Paul Giamatti and Jim Carrey as we move from the man in the moon to the man on the moon. With Man on the Moon, the
0: 1999 biopic about Andy Kaufman starring Jim Carrey. So, bit of a Jim Carrey double feature. Get excited. Also, moon-based double feature. Because nothing says moon like a moon pie.
1: They're delicious. Eat them up. Eat them up good. It was either we do the Jim Carrey moon double feature or we do the Ed Harris moon double feature and watch Apollo 13. (laughs) We went with Jim Carrey. We went with Jim Carrey.
0: All right. So be sure to be right back here next time on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until next time remember to be kind